0: Uh, When Abram was in pre-K, we found out that our son Abram, uh, there was something going on with him. His teacher came to me and she said, Carrie, I I really think you should get Abram tested. And I said, why? Like, I was very kind of defensive because that mama bear moment came out in me because, you know, you don't want to think anything different about your child or anything like that. And she said, I'm just his motor skills are not where they should be and he has a hard time making eye contact, and there's different things I'm seeing, I think you should really get him evaluated.
1: Welcome to Let's Walk It Out, a podcast devoted to sharing the faithfulness of God during the most heartbreaking and challenging times of people's lives. Our time together will be real. You may hear kids playing, ugly crying, or snorts from laughter. I guarantee that you will feel encouraged and inspired by what God is doing in the lives of everyday people. I'm your host, Melina Brock. Together, let's walk out this journey we call Life in Christ. Hi, Carrie. Welcome to the show. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you doing?
1: I'm very good. So we are working a little bit with... um, technology, and I am very inept. So I, listeners, just give us some grace if you hear background feed or anything like that. Um, We just pray that you are blessed by this time. So um, I actually met Carrie um, at a women's conference. Was that the first time we met, or was it at the youth group? I think you had contacted us.
0: Yes, I think I did contact you, but I feel like I've known you like forever, so I don't know.
1: (laughs) Possibly. So my husband and I were youth pastors for my husband was youth pastors for nine years and I was a youth pastor for four or five of those years with him. Um, And one day, I believe you just messaged us on Facebook and said, hey, you know, um, I'm a youth pastor and, you know, I'd love to come speak and encourage your kids. And um, so she came with her friend. What was your friend's name? I think it was.
0: Dawn or Kara or somebody. Dawn.
1: It was yep. Dawn,
0: <laughs> and so she
1: set up this beautiful table with all these T-shirts and this like really awesome tall poster that I'd never seen before, but I thought it was really cool, and I've always wanted one since. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I believe she might have also had her books. I'm not sure. Um, I don't remember if you'd published oh, no. your first book by that point. Um, and she was a spitfire, and our kids loved her. Uh, mm-hmm. She was very just down the earth and she spoke their language, and it was such a blessing. And then a couple years later, we were invited to speak at a women's conference together um, and be on a panel and do all this fun stuff. So we've had a few interactions, I'd say.
0: Yes, <laughs> absolutely.
1: Yeah, so if you would go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah, so I um, am married to the love of my life, Matt, and we met on a blind date uh, after we met three and a half weeks later, so, you know, I liked it, had him put a ring on it, so, (laughs) yeah, and we have two kids, Abram and Hallie. Um, Abram is 13, Hallie is 11, so pray for me, and (laughs) we're approaching that season, so Lord be with us, (laughs) but...
1: Uh, that we had some free conversation, and I asked her if her daughter was a visco girl, v s c o I guess is it? And uh, she was like, "Yes, there's scrunchies everywhere. So. <laughs> yes.
0: absolutely. absolutely. Um, and yeah, so uh, I've been in ministry for over fifteen years, doing children's ministry, preteen ministry, youth ministry, and women's ministry, And now I am full time author, speaker actress and songwriter
1: awesome yes you um got to um take part in a movie a couple years ago right
0: yeah i can only imagine i got to <gasps> be in that and that was really fun wow
1: that's yeah. so cool um cool.
0: so um what else do you do
1: um just what is kind of the heart of your ministry
0: Women Becoming Ministries is my ministry, and the heart behind it is I want to equip women that feel a calling on their life and just however means necessary, connect them to the right people, connect them to the right things to help them fulfill the call in their life.
1: Very great. And
0: how do you accomplish that? Is it through writing? Is it through workshops, trainings? Yeah, we do. uh, I do a writing workshop. And I just help new authors and uh, speaking authors um, wanting to write books and whatever the Lord put on their heart to do and just equipping them, connecting them to the right people, telling them what's out there. Um, And I'm a big encourager of self-publishing just because I think, you know, sometimes people feel like they have to wait for this big boat to come. But God sends little boats along the way um, to get to the big boat. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Definitely. And I attended one of your
1: workshops and it was very insightful. So if you're in the Oklahoma City area or, you know, 200 miles outside of that, I really encourage (laughs) you to go to that. It's very insightful. She doesn't hold anything back on things she's learned and mistakes she's made and the good things she's made. And I really appreciated that because I knew nothing about self-publishing. So (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. You're so sweet. Thank you. Well, um, so it's kind of telling me, walk me through the different books you've written and kind of the heart behind each one.
0: Yeah. So my first book was God uses the unusable. And the heart behind that is to encourage people that God can use you no matter where you come from, no matter what your story is, what your background is, God can use you. And he used people in the Bible that maybe would be the last ones that we would pick, but he used them. And so that's the story behind that book. And each of my books actually are also a Bible study. And so I wanted to create something where people could get together, discuss it, where there wasn't a lot of homework or anything like that, because I don't like a lot of homework myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so anyways, and the second book is Foundation Strong. And that's talking about the importance of building our foundation on Christ and lessons I've learned along the way um, in that. And the third book is enjoy the journey. I am impatient sometimes. And so God was telling me I needed to just enjoy the journey. (laughs) And I was like, really, Lord, I don't want to, Uh, but (laughs) so anyway, that's the story behind that one. And I just take people in my life that have helped me enjoy the journey and their journeys and encouraging uh, me through their life. So that's what that book is about. And then the fourth book I wrote is Letting Go of What It Can't Control. And I'm a closet control freak as well. So not only am I not patient, I'm a closet control freak. <laughs> and so I talk about the importance of letting go of the things that we can't control and that they're in God's hands and needing to remember that, that he is in control fully. And the, um, the next book I wrote is Unfamiliar Heroes and it's about autism, and it's a, a nonfictional story based on my son, and just um, kind of lessons we learned, we tied that in. My niece actually wrote that book with me, and uh-huh. it's aimed for the preteen demographic, but we also encourage adults to read it as well, and teachers and people in education, and if you know someone that has autism, it's a great read, and it's a short read, easy read, so Um, and then the next book I wrote is silenced in Jesus name. And that book talks about addiction, uh, talks about anxiety, depression, a lot of heavy topics that tend to be brushed under the rug and not talked about a lot. Um, and so I just kind of touch on that and what I've learned in my life through all those things.
1: Wonderful. So you have a lot of books, my friend.
0: Um, where do you Lord. find the
1: time? <laughs>
0: Dude, that is the Lord.
1: That's oh Lord. man, that's been very impressive. I, um, have followed you for quite some time, especially since we've met and I've always just been really impressed with just your commitment and your, um, just unwavering resolve, you know, of this is what I'm doing. This is what God has said I'm going to do. And, you know. That's this is it, you know, get over Aww. it pretty much. You know, watch me <laughs> shine. Watch me shine, you know. Um well, watch Jesus shine, I guess would be the That's better. That's right. <laughs> and so, um, what would you say? So I I don't want to tell your testimony, so I'm gonna let you do that. Um, so but what would you say? Um, kind of walk me through your life story, um, in condensed version. Um you know, what was your background like, your childhood, you know, what, where did you see, how about this, where did you get discouraged um, where you thought you couldn't see God, but, you know, looking back, you were like, oh, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, so can yeah. I walk through that?
0: Okay, yeah, so I am a PK, and if you don't know what that is, I'm a pastor's kid, so my dad um, is a pastor or he was a pastor and so um, he's in full-time real estate now and but growing up within the church you know I I always knew God I always knew that God loved me and you know my parents prayed and all the things um, but I didn't really know God I knew God but I didn't really know him and so as a preteen I you know had a boy that said he loved me and all these things and said the right things and So I found myself at 14 years old thinking I was pregnant and I had to go to my parents and tell them and not knowing what they would say. And um, this was one of those points for me in my life where I didn't feel like I didn't know how God was going to work it out. I didn't know if he still loved me because I felt so dirty with my choices and different things like that. And so going to my parents and then my dad and mom, my mom cried with me and held me. And my dad had tears running down his cheeks and he looked at me and he said, you know, are we hurt? Yeah. Are we disappointed? Yeah. And he said, but we love you like God loves you and um, we're going to get through this together. And so that was the first time that I really saw God and felt God and with my parents doing what they did. I felt like I was able to come to them about anything without condemnation. I knew Mm -hmm. that they always loved me and they had my back and they were there and they showed me Christ's love through that. But also with that, um, you know, I was bullied and I thought I was um, not good enough. And the most popular boy in school told me I was so ugly and fat and I should go kill myself. And so I almost took my life. There's just a lot of dysfunction, even though I had this, you know, put together loving family. Um there was just a lot of dysfunction within me. And so, you know, when we don't have God as our main focus and He's not our everything, it's so easy to get swayed by the distractions and the static in this world. Um, and that's a lot of my, you know, choices were based on is the static, not God's voice. And so then you fast forward, um, you know, I got uh, in ministry when I was a senior in high school and, you know, been in ministry, like I said, for over 15 years now, met my husband. Um, When my husband and I first got married, we knew we wanted to have kids. And so we didn't have any birth control or anything like that. And we actually got pregnant on our honeymoon. And really embarrassing, yes, as, as it sounds <laughs> when your dad tells you the Maui Waui. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we, we were so excited, but um, unfortunately, we had a miscarriage, and we lost mm. that baby, and we named that baby Aaron. And um, a couple months later, we got pregnant with our son, Abram. And we were so excited. Um, and just to be able to get pregnant again and we prayed and, you know, of course you have those anxious thoughts along the way of, is my baby going to be okay? Is it going to make it like all these things? And, um, after we had Abram, life was just great, you know? And then we had my daughter Hallie, um, 21 months later and, you know, we were just, our marriage and trying to figure life out, as everyone does, you know, surviving on ramen noodles and frozen chicken nuggets and all the things. <laughs> when you're young, dumb, and broke, that's what you do. And yep. <laughs> we have kids. And so, um, but anyway, so you know, fast forward again till about, uh, when Abram was in pre-K, we found out that our son Abram, uh, there was something going on with him. His teacher came to me. And she said, Carrie, I I really think you should get Abram tested. And I said, why? Like, I was very kind of defensive because that mama bear moment came out in me because, you know, you don't want to think anything different about your child or anything like that. And she said, I'm just his motor skills are not where they should be. And he has a hard time making eye contact. And there's different things I'm seeing. I think you should really get him evaluated.
1: Hi, friends. I wanted to take a quick break to say thank you for listening to the Let's Walk It Out podcast. This podcast is one of many resources I have been led to create in order to strengthen, comfort, and encourage the body of Christ with each other and their relationship with Christ. You can find all of my resources, such as weekly blog posts, encouraging content, YouTube videos, and much more at MalenaBrock.WordPress.com. Again, that is M-A-L-A-N-A-B-R-A-C-H-T dot... WordPress.com. Now enjoy the rest of this episode.
0: Well, I will tell you, like, I went home and told my husband, like, how dare her? Like, how dare she say anything about our child? (laughs) And, you know, it just broke my heart. But after I got, you know, that off my chest, I think it was that denial moment for me, um, praying about it together with my husband, we decided, okay, you know what, we're going to try to go take him just to see. Um, And if anything, you know, it cancels out what she said and, you know, whatever. So going, um, we got him evaluated and the person evaluating him said he might have different things going on. And we just weren't sure if that was really it. We wanted a second opinion. Well, then the second opinion we got, they said, well, your child has low sensory integration disorder. Um, And he also has high-functioning autism, otherwise known as Asperger's. And so, when you get a diagnosis like that for your child, you have all kinds of emotions. As I said, the first one was denial for us. Um, And then, you know, we just had to go through it all. And it was really, really tough, to be honest with you. But... I remember there was one day in the waiting room and uh, you know, I was telling Malena earlier, I have road raids in the grocery store. Like I do <laughs> not, <laughs> I'm not patient. <laughs> and so God put us in a waiting room, of course, in his goodness and faithfulness. And um, sitting in that waiting room, I was sitting there. And I was actually mad at God. And I said, God, why? Like I was asking him, why, why, why? I was praying and sitting there and after like, kind of griping at God a while (laughs) I don't know if anyone else does that or if I'm just not that holy I don't know (laughs) yes oh yeah but um you know after sitting there praying and asking God why I uh I finally like stopped praying and I looked up it was almost like God said look up and look around and when I looked up and I looked around, I saw these parents that were going through similar situations I was and parents that even had more, um, obstacles that they had to overcome and different things like that. And it was almost like that awful moment for me. It was like, God was awakening my, myself and just saying, Hey, look around, you have this opportunity to witness to people. So I hope that answers the
1: question. <laughs> oh yes, yes yes, yes. Um and that's something that um we have um they're not necessarily friends. I guess they're just people that people I know know. Um but
0: they're um my husband's on the phone. <laughs> oh no. Well oh. you kind of like you're in like one of those reality TV shows where you're like I know I'm being watched as the Truman show.
1: Uh, no, I just I'm trying to get closer to signal. Um, so I, anyway, uh, some friends of ours, uh, friends of friends of ours, um, their daughter, her name is Ava. And um, she had a freak fall. Um, and like, she almost died. Um, And so like they're walking through the process of her healing right now. And they believe that God's going to heal her and do an amazing miracle. And just all these beautiful things that I believe too, in the name of Jesus, it'll happen. And, um, but it's really hard for them, especially because it's just that waiting time, you know, waiting for the promise to be fulfilled. And, um, but one thing that they've talked about is, How their eyes have been opened to people who have struggled with this, with um, traumatic brain injuries, TBIs. Um, And so it's eye opening for them to realize there's this whole group and population of people who are dealing with this exact same thing, you know, and a lot of them don't get to leave this, you know, Um, so where is the Lord's people in those areas, you know, um, like, it, and that he's using us in those areas because he knows that there needs to be God people there um, to minister to these people, to give hope, to, you know, remind them that God is good and God is still there and present when they're discouraged. And, and so I'm glad that it seemed like he said the same for you. <laughs> um, yeah. And it sounds like you and your sister kind of wrote this book, with that heart, would you say, or the unfamiliar heroes?
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's actually my niece.
1: Oh, your um, niece.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, we, you know, I just saw a gifting in her for writing, and I felt like God wanted me to ask her, like, hey, do you want to try to write this book with me? And she wanted to, and she learned a lot actually as we were writing. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was our heart behind it was to encourage people. Um, and also encourage kids that have it, mm-hmm. um, to let them know that they're not feared or they're not, you know, you fill in the blank, but that they're gifted and that they're special yes. and that they're anointed in a different way than other people are.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: absolutely.
1: Um, I have a sister who, um, she has something called ACC. It's a genesis of the corpus callosum. Um, so, pretty much that means that she does not have a middle brain stem. Um, so, there's a part in the brain called the middle brain stem, the uh, corpus callosum, that helps the right side of the brain communicate with the left side of the brain. And she does not have that. Um, and neither does my mom. And then my sister, my middle sister, um, has one, but it's kind of deformed, I guess would be, um, and so they think differently than the people around them. They, they express differently. Um, their, uh, even their social skills are a lot different. And so, um, I've tried to explain to them, you know, like, because of that, you know, God can use that to reach out to people who may be struggling with, diff- with very similar things or, um, God is using you uniquely in your communication styles and your um, specific callings in your life to kind of merge those and integrate those together. Um, So kind of tell me, with your son, um, I can tell how much you love your kids. I love it. Like you brag (laughs) on your babies. I love it online all the time. Uh Um, (laughs) And uh, so kind of walk me through. He said he's 13 now. Yes. Yeah, so walk me through kind of... um, what you feel comfortable with. I know like family life is very private. Um, so I want to make sure that you only share what you're comfortable with, but in your relationship with your son, you know, how has this been walked out? Cause I'm sure you've had conversations with him that maybe he's come to you like, mom, is there something wrong with me? Or why did the kids around me do this? Or, um, maybe his sister will come to you and say, hey, why does Bubba do this? You know, or things like that. Um, How did you have that conversation with him? And how did you express God in it?
0: Yeah. So when we felt like he was, you know, when he was five and six and we were kind of going through that process and figuring out, we didn't feel like it was time yet. Mm -hmm. But um, when he got a little older, when he was about in third grade, We decided to get some uh, books about autism. We were looking at books and trying to figure out if there was anything out there that could help a child, you know, understand that and Mm -hmm. then explain to them and help them not feel singled out or whatever. And so my husband and I stumbled across a couple books and there was one book and it was talking about famous people that had autism. Mm. And Albert Einstein had autism. And like different people that are very like significant and talked about a lot had autism. And so as we were reading this book and explaining it to Abram and kind of what's going on and but, you know, God made you special and we never wanted him to look at it as an excuse or as a uh, crutch or anything like that. We just wanted him to understand kind of his diagnosis and then how God can use that. And so I actually asked his teacher, I said, you know, can I come read a book to the class and explain what autism is and have Abram help me? And so Abram got to go up there and he was so proud and he was so excited and kids were asking questions. And you know, by the grace of God, like kids have just like loved on him and mm. he's hilarious. Like he's going to have his own sitcom or something someday. He's really, really
1: (laughs) well. He has you as a mom, so I'm sure that's part of it (laughs) because you're funny.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, you have a, I mean, man, my husband's a goofball too. So you just put us (laughs) two together or just, you know, but, (laughs) but, uh, and so we did that and, you know, and then one day actually we're driving in the car. And Abram was having a conversation with one of his friends, and his friend has ADHD, and he was talking about how he has trouble in school, and he was real frustrated and really um, just kind of, I don't know, just he felt defeated by his ADHD. And I'm listening to this conversation as we're driving, and Abram looked at his friend and he said, you know, I have Asperger's, but I look at it as a gift, so your ADHD is a gift, like, and... (laughs) I just thought that was so precious because, you know, my son, you know, he didn't look, to, look at his, you know, diagnosis as like this thing that's a thorn in his side, but it's a gift that God can use. And um, we just try to affirm him all the time. You know, being in ministry, I would pull him on stage and say, Hey, Abram, can you tell everyone what you learned? And, you know, Sunday school. And I wanted him to feel comfortable to talk in front of people and, he did, and now he'll go up to anybody and be like, hey, my name's Abram, and he might not make eye contact when he says it, but he's, like, not afraid to go talk to you.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. That is so exciting. If a parent, what would you tell a parent who just received a diagnosis um, that their child may have Asperger's or autism or, you know, anything that may cause some challenges, that also, you know, be a a gift. What would you, what would you tell them to encourage them?
0: I would tell you that you're not alone. You may feel alone, but you're not alone. And it may seem like an obstacle, but it's really an opportunity and God can use it and he does use it. And it's just a chapter in your story. It's not the entire story. You Mm -hmm. don't know how God's going to use it. You don't know what's going to happen, but you do know that God is in control because he is, he is in control and you just have to be faithful when you're walking through it and just keep your eyes on Jesus and don't look at the waves. Don't look at, oh man, this is going to be a challenge here. It's going to be a challenge here. Just take it inch by inch. And uh, as my mom says, inch by inch is a cinch. Yard by yard is hard
1: <laughs>
0: a lot of time. <laughs> God'll get you through it.
1: That's wonderful. You mentioned earlier, um, we're almost out of time. You mentioned earlier that, um, you know, when you had at first talked to your parents about, you know, thinking you were pregnant when you were 14, mm-hmm. um, of course there was a lot of fear and anxiety working that way up to that conversation. Um, and I know all of us have been there at some point in some situation, um, yeah. and sadly, a lot of us don't have those parents that we can come to without punishment when we share things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what would you say to those who may not have those parents or have that safe environment? Where, where should they go? What could they do?
0: Um, I would say, first of all, go to God because God is always safe and he is your heavenly father. He is, um, he's everything you he's a friend, he's, you know, everything you need, a mother, a father, like, he's everything, um, and then I would advise you to go to a Bible-based church, mm. and talk to some pastors, and, you know, establish relationships, get plugged in a, a Bible-based church, and go to small group, and surround yourself with a family, because that's what church is, its a family reunion, you know, and um, that's the best thing that you can do for yourself because we're not meant to be an island and try to do things alone and walk through it alone.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Um, Just uh, two more questions really quick. Um, So the first question is we kind of touched on it. Um, What are some practical ways, I guess um, that we can fight for our children um spiritually, um, socially, things like that, what yeah. do you do to help fight for your children?
0: Well, first of all, pray because you got to cover your whole family in prayer. Um, and also if you're married, I encourage you to make sure that you put God first, your spouse second um, because your love for each other will flow into your kids. Um, A lot of people get it backwards and put their kids above their spouse, and then by their kids move out, then they don't know how to be a spouse, and so there's problems. So always make sure that is intact. Um, The other thing I would say is a lot of couples forget how to be a spouse, and so they need to make sure that they put their, you know, put God first, the relationship with the Lord first, their marriage second, and that will flow into their kids. And that's the best thing you can do for your kids is to have a healthy marriage and be that example to them. So I encourage you to do that. And then the third thing I would say is you are your child's biggest advocate. And someone told me that when Abram was younger and, you know, going through this process and school, and they said, you have to make sure that you speak up for him because you are his voice. And so actually this happened last year, his first year of middle school uh in the middle of the semester they switched his lunch so he had a lunch and then because he got a new class it switched his lunch to B lunch well he kept going to a lunch because his thought process was no that's my lunch and Mm. so I had to go and put my foot down and say hey you need to give him back his lunch and I know that seems silly but when you're when you're Asperger's and everything has to be a certain way and all of a sudden it changes. It's a really, really hard thing. And so, um, so anyway, so you have to be their advocate, even if it's over lunch. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of individuals who have Asperger's, they need that routine and consistency and predictability Uh, to help keep them, I guess, stable. Would that be the word or?
0: Yeah, just functioning like just they need that steadiness. They need Mm -hmm. that, you know, routine because they thrive on that. And yes, they can do it without the routine, but you will see a lot of backlash from that meltdowns, different things like that because of the lack of routine.
1: Gotcha. And the sensory processing and all that
0: Yes. And the yes. System, like one time Abram broke his arm and mm. his arm, this was at his daycare and his arm was just dangling there, but he didn't really cry because he didn't feel it. <laughs> so yeah, there's just different things. You just got to watch out and be their advocate for sure.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out today. Um, where can our listeners find you?
0: Yeah. So on Facebook, you can find me at Carrie Aller. On Instagram, you can find me at the real Carrie Aller, and I'm also a podcast host on Carrie Aller and Friends Coffee Chat. And Milena will be on there soon. I'm so excited! <laughs> I definitely need to check it out. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, <laughs> sounds great. And I will be sure to have those links at the bottom if anyone is interested on checking her out. This girl is a firecracker. And I know that this is just the very tip of the surface of the different things that she does in this life. Um, And I wish we could have so much more time. um, But thank you for what you have shared today. And I do believe that it's going to encourage anyone um, who may be listening. Would you mind closing us out in prayer?
0: Absolutely dear heavenly father lord we love you god we thank you for today we thank you for the listeners that are listening lord and i pray right now that if they are walking through um, a diagnosis of a loved one lord of a child um i just pray right now lord that you will just surround them with your perfect peace that passes all understanding god and we know that you are the calm in the middle of the storm lord and god i thank you for Melena. i thank you for her ministry lord i thank you for the books that she's going to write and the things she's going to do. God, I know she's going to do big things. So we love you. We praise you in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you. All, thank you. All our, thank you, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Life isn't always easy, but we have a God who is always faithful. Just as the Lord did with Carrie and her husband, He will give you the wisdom and strength to handle your situation. And turn with the enemy men for evil and turn it for good. Go and be blessed today and kick the devil's butt, y'all. Bye. (laughs)